Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. Whenever I'm sad, I read through old texts of her telling me I'll be a great dad. It's the one and only Teresa. (laughs) Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? And I doubt that I ever sent you a text like that. No, you didn't. But wouldn't I be? Wouldn't I be? I think you would. Yeah. (laughs) You could tell me once in a while. Oh, you'll be, you see me with my niece. Come on. True. That is true. Okay. Well, you'll be great dad, possibly, maybe one day. Perhaps one day. Perhaps one day. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like Ben, his version of word art is probably printing out old texts that Mahogany sent him. And then he just puts it on his wall as inspiration. I think Ben is basically mentally, he's like 15 because I almost skipped I almost feel like he skipped that whole part as he was saying he was in a cult and mm. then arranged marriage basically through the church and he never had this love connection. He never experienced the crazy thing teenagers do and mm-hmm. how you meet your person, maybe, you know, 20s, 30s, right? All of a sudden he's 50 and he met Mahogany. So now he does crazy things like asking her if he's her boyfriend who does that? Are you talking about Ben or are you talking about Michael Jackson? Because that sounds a lot like a defense for Michael Jackson. Oh, he never had his childhood. That's why he likes to play with children. That's why he's... Well, at least Ben is playing with an adult. Barely. Well, yeah, but still, she it is gets over younger. 18. So. It gets younger every episode. I was surprised this episode we didn't find out she was 18. But if she was 18... Still legal. Yeah. That's the thing. It's gross. I don't think... It's gross just because his kids are in his 20s and he treats her strangely. Yeah. I think that's the grossest part. But, uh, yeah, it's legal. So. It's all legal. Hey, yeah. Who are we to cast judgment? Well, fun fact. Remember Michael and Michael from Connecticut? And Michael. Oh, Juliana. Juliana, right? There was a big age difference, but it didn't bother me. Well, she wasn't 22. No, she was 25-ish. Yeah, I think that you get to a certain age where once you're 25 plus. Yes, but it was also the way he treated her. It was a more mature relationship. Yeah, I think Ben is just creepy. And well, this, that's that's why I say like, oh, it's gross. It's because like he makes it gross. This whole relationship is creepy and strange for more than just the age reason. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everything about it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Yeah, oh, it's so cringy. (laughs) So interesting, but I love it. It's one of my favorite segments now on this season just because of how bonkers it is. Mm -hmm. Whether it's real, fake, scripted, not, it's just I'm constantly waiting for what's about to happen next. I almost feel like it's real, at least in Ben's head. That's a good point. Because I really think that even even if it's if she's fake or 
she hired fake parents, right? I still think that he's into it. Like, he is there for love. Yeah. And we did get to the bottom of that Airbnb, Mr. Right. Well, we didn't get to the bottom of it. One our of friend our, did. One of our friends, Sue, shout out to Sue, reached out to us with the Airbnb listing. And it even has the bunk beds. Yeah. So any of us, we could be like Ben or Mahogany and we could go rent that Airbnb and live that 90-day life. Mm-hmm. A little 90-day tour. So do you think it was scripted or did she actually say, hey, this is my apartment and Ben just figured it out that it's not? Because I almost feel like if it was scripted, he wouldn't even go there. He would be like, oh, wow, like you didn't tell me you live by yourself. This is great. Yeah. Just the fact that he started like picking up on things like, uh, why does she have two bunk beds? Where do the parents live? This is Why is there a surfboard? Like This is not hers. I don't see the reason to script that because nothing. Yeah, exactly. At least as of now, nothing's come from that other than Ben being like, that's a little suspicious, but I'm still going to hang out with her tomorrow. Yeah. But he knew. He's like, ah, uh, there was a tourist pamphlet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he knew. Yeah. There was just a binder full of great restaurants in yeah, the area. Yeah, got to be in me. A couple tourist attractions. Yeah. yeah. There was some phone number to call in case of an emergency. It wasn't mahogany. It made no sense. But yeah, I don't see that being scripted because nothing unfolded from there. Yeah, that's true. If it was scripted, it'd be like, well, we need this plot point to get to yeah, this yeah, plot yeah. point. And yeah, that's what I think. I think it wasn't. I think Mahogany thought she's being smart. <laughs> while she probably should have brought some personal stuff over just to make it look normal. Yeah. I don't think she thought that he's going to pick up on all this. No. And kudos to Ben, because I didn't think he was going to either. <laughs> That's so true. We'll get into all of it, guys. Before we do, a couple things. We got to do it. We got to ask. Please follow us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Good times over there, as always. Just dropped a fresh meme. You are messaging us. You're giving us the deets on the Airbnbs. So yeah. Everything's happening on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. It's the place to be. So be there if you're not. All are welcome. We love it. And we want to see more of you over there. So come on over. Come on over, guys. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the dunes because that looked Woo! awesome. That looked so fun, except for the fact that they weren't driving. I was literally going to say it's that. Like dune, it's like Duber. It's like Dune Uber. Yeah. But the dinner in the desert, I was like, wow, like I would freaking <laughs> love that. Yeah, but let me drive. Let me. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's Ben's always like, Jesus, take the wheel. And so this guy, whatever, <laughs> Jesus, whatever his name was, take the wheel. <laughs> let me drive. That's what I'm there for. Right. He clearly likes yeah, to take risks. I was risks. literally thinking the same. I was like, I would love to drive. Why aren't they driving? We almost did in Vegas, but then we didn't want to put the helmets on. Yeah, it was during COVID. It was when COVID was starting yeah. and we just didn't know how you can get it. So we just stayed away from literally everything. Wouldn't that be ironic? You're putting on a helmet to be safe. Yeah. But then you get COVID. Yeah. From the helmet. Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like as long as they wipe the helmet, yeah. that you cannot get COVID from it. But as I'm saying, it was in March of 2020. We don't know anything. It just started and people are basically... Didn't even want to be close to each other just in case you you would touch someone, mm -hmm. right? Like you might get it by touch. Who knows? So we were just like absolutely fucking not. But we almost did it. We almost yeah. We would have driven. We should do it next time. I'm driven. sure it'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, after you're following the Instagram, you're following the podcast. If you could leave us a review, 
it makes a huge difference in this podcast. It helps the rankings. It helps people find out about the pod. And it makes our day. 100%. And guys, in case you don't know, we cover other shows, right? We sure do. We just added a new one, Below Deck. It's on Bravo. It's a shit show. So, guys, check it's it a out. Ship show. It's a ship show, as John loves to say. <laughs> You've he heard loves, that joke before. Guys, if you want to hear a lot of boat puns, listen to the pod. Well, that's what, to me, that's what boating is all about. You buy the boat so that you can come up with a great aquatic pun and put it on the back. And we threw out a couple on the last episode. And we're asking you guys, what's your boat name? What's your boat pun? Mm-hmm. Leave it in the reviews. You can do it on this podcast too. Just what would you yeah, name your boat? Yeah, let us know because. That's definitely something that's entertaining to us. We would love to hear it. We have some great ideas for a boat name that we probably will <laughs> never buy. But hey, who knows? We'll be we'll be prepared in case we'll we be prepared. come into a boat. We didn't get a boat name, but we did get a review that I would love to read. Okay, I'm always down for those. This one comes to us from our friend Fangirl47. Love it. Hello. I, I am a fanboy of this review. It is a fantastic review. Five stars titled Fantastic Podcast. Love it already. One of my favorite words. Check out this review. Reality Gaze, Cray Cray, and Pink Shade have always been my go-to podcast for 90 Day and other various trash TV shows. After John and Teresa were introduced to me through the Pink Shade podcast, I've become a loyal listener and a big fan. Shout out to Pink Shade. Shout out to Aaron and Mary Payne. Love that podcast as well. Okay, that was not in the review. That was my personal (laughs) review. But yeah, totally. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Mary Payne. Um, Their insights are unique as they are also an international couple. Guilty. Hello. (laughs) I love their banter and really how sweet and kind they are to each other. Well, you should hear us off the mic, fangirl. Okay. Um, (laughs) I enjoy listening to all their shows. Lots of fun. Five stars. Thank you. What a review. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love to hear that you found us through another podcast because collaboration is always great. Mm -hmm. We had so much fun doing that. Yeah. So that's awesome. Love to hear. Thanks for the. Awesome review. We are sweet to each other. Sometimes we joke <laughs> a little t- too much. What does that mean? Uh, we have our, some funny name for each other, but uh, it's all well, love and fun. Yeah, we, we call each other hoe bag and stuff, but it's, <laughs> it's all in good fun. But it's, yeah, it's, it's like a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Shout out to all those podcasts. <laughs> we love them. We love collabing. If there's other podcasts out there that you want us to collab with, let us know. There's, yeah. Let us know. Let them know. Let them know. Spread the love. Yeah. We love it. Okay. All right. Before we get into this episode, because there's a lot to talk about, how about a couple quick 90-day, by the ways? Let's do it. All right. Number one, mark your calendars, folks, because 90-Day Diaries is back. It's coming back for a third season, premiering Monday, March 21st. Okay. Okay, we love 90-Day Diaries, right? This is stripped down, screw the producers, screw the lights and sound men. This is just... Self-filming at its finest. I'm surprised it's coming back because I thought it was such a great addition to the pandemic, right? Because when the pandemic hit, we didn't know. No one was going anywhere. No one was filming anything. So this was a great idea. However, now when things are getting back to normal, we have all the shows are filming. Everything's, you know, kind of pretty much back to normal. I'm surprised they're still bringing this back. Well, let me tell you why. And I have no grounds to know that this is the reason why, but it's cheap. It doesn't require That's much more than a cell phone and everyone's going to watch it. 
That's very true. So why not tell people to sell film? It's a great idea. I love it. It it brings me back to original 90 day when it's less producer driven, yeah. right? Plots and twists. And it's just what's going on in your life. Yeah. And this season looks good. Who's on it? You want to hear who's on it? Yeah. Let me name a few because there is a ton. This is a stacked lineup. Can I guess? You guess. Okay. I'm going to go for Libby and Andre. That's it. That's number one that I wrote down. What? Yeah. Keep going. All I'll, right. You're out when you get a wrong one. Okay. okay? So go until you're wrong. But if I can't see it. You're out. I don't think so. At least I didn't <laughs> I didn't see him in the promo. Okay. So let me, you want to take one more step. Okay. One more step. Two strikes okay, and you're one out. One more step. That's how baseball's played, right? Okay. Um... <laughs> Just think about your favorites, because that's why I'm excited about this, because it's all of our favorites. Darcy and Stacey? They're not, what do you, how would you, you're so out. Okay, moving uh, on. <laughs> Jovi and Yara. Okay. Uh, Brandon and Julia. Okay, I forgot about them. Anna and Marcel. Okay. The beekeepers. The, the beekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> Steven and Olga. Who's, oh. You know Steven and yeah, Olga. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom from Darcy and Tom, so half point. Okay. Three. Uh, Mike and Mother Trish. Okay. Okay. Ellie and Victor. Ellie and Victor. Kenny and Armando. Wait, wait. Who's Ellie oh, and Ellie Victor? from the last season of Before 90. Ellie and Victor. Providencia. Pizza Colada. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we watch so much trash TV that um, I don't even know. Come on. I don't even know all the names. Um, and, and more. Okay. But those are the ones I chatted down. I don't think Rick Beckins yet, okay. but I could be wrong. I'm probably I wrong. I could see them being on. Yeah. So let me give you a couple of the storylines that are coming because they look wild. Okay. Okay. And this is not a spoilers. These were in the trailer. So you can see for yourself. Tom proposes to his Darcy wannabe Mariah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was my reaction. I almost like Tom loves plastic surgeries. Not on himself. No. On his lady friends. Like, he looks decent. I I think he's a good-looking dude. You settle down over there. But he's tasting ladies. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, don't you, you know? I, I was just going to add, I believe, uh, like Darcy, this lady's probably would look awesome without all the right. plastic surgeries, yeah, right? We, we like oh, people's we never natural. Know. Yeah, I'm all for the natural. Oh, like, listen, like, do a little touch-up, sure, Botox, like, lift something. I'm totally down. Like, I'm going to lift something for sure, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only but, reason I think we get on this rant is because we want people to stop botching themselves. Yeah. And like, again, like, a few improvements, sure. But I feel like some people go so far, and I believe they looked much better before. Well, people have That's body dysmorphia, thing. and so yeah. they just need to be told, you're beautiful, like, stop yeah, before you... exactly. Right? And you I can, think Tom is far. into it. Tom is like, give me more. Bigger lips, yes. If it's not broke, don't fix it. That's that's very nice. Okay. Uh, so Tom's <laughs> going to propose. Anna and Marcel are having a baby. Yeah. Looks like. Okay, you Does do he that. speak in English finally? We'll find out. He'll probably learn with along with the baby. What was like that thing that he kept saying in Turkish? Ah. You, you know what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, and I think we looked it up Something once on like the pod. Something like trokshi, Yeah. Mm, I'm not going to look it yeah. up again. We did it once. Nah. The result was not worth nah. the Google. So no. <laughs> they're having a baby. Steven and Olga moving to New York City. Not the best they time to be. They broke up at some point. Not the best time to be moving to I New York City. I think they're back together. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. A um, couple sad segments. A couple sadness the segments. Okay. 
coming on this season of 90 Day Diaries. Jovi and Yara dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane Ida. Okay. That we all saw hit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. New Orleans. And then maybe the saddest of all, and it's been getting a lot of traction on social media, Chuck revealed he's battling cancer. Chuck? You're Chuck. Oh. Chuck dollar signs. He's been battling it for the last few years. So What cancer? He didn't say. Not in this mm, preview. That's but sad. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, hoping for the best with Chuck. Oh, always. We've, we've come to love Chuck. Yeah, you we, always yeah. loved Chuck. Yeah, I find him. I think in the past seasons he was good. And again, I know you guys always message us like, oh, but he did this and that. We read about it. We covered what's on the pot. If no, he's good on, on the, the pot, on the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if he's being an awesome person on the show, he's an awesome person to me. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's what's coming Monday, March 21st. Check it out. 90 Day Diary Season 3. You know we're going to watch it. Whether we talk about it on the pod, that's to be determined. But we're going to watch it for sure. Yeah. I don't think we're going to go and cover it, but we might mention it here and there. Yeah, I'll talk about yeah. it. Might become some by the ways. Oh, for sure. All right. By the way, number two. Are you ready? I am. Okay. By the way, did you know Drew Barrymore had a talk show? Mm, I did not, but I do like Drew Barrymore. You do? Yeah, since yeah. she was on E.T. Mm, wedding singer. Yeah, oh, she's great. Her and what's her favorite? Jennifer Aniston. No, well, I uh, love J- Jennifer Aniston. I'm just Aniston. thinking of other like Adam Sandler movies. Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad with names today, guys. I'm sorry. But yeah, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler and then Adam and Jennifer. It's a yeah, yeah. romantic comedy at its finest. Yeah. Anyway, she's got a talk show now. And she had a couple surprise guests pop in last week for a quick chat. You mentioned them earlier, and you were wrong. You would be right if you mentioned them now. Darcy and Stacy. Darcy and Stacy popped what? in for a Drew Barrymore chit chat. Stop it! They were on for about five minutes, and here's about the only thing they said. I don't even want to say it, okay? Because we don't do spoilers here. But I'm confused. Darcy dropped a big bomb about her and Georgie's relationship. Okay. I don't want to say it because shouldn't we be watching the tell-all for this information? Yes. They came on the day of the tell-all. They were on Drew Barrymore. So last okay, Monday. Monday mm-hmm. Last Monday. And they announced, and Darcy announced her relationship status. Ugh. And I was like, tune into the tell-all. It's like, why? Why would we if you're yeah. telling us this? And okay, not, let's, not, let's not spoil it for our friends. Well, it could go either way. It could go either way. Okay. Whether, whether they're together or they're not together. I told you my hypothesis on the tell-all pod is that Georgie wasn't even in New York and they feigned that whole showing up to the hotel, knocking. Because they didn't show him. They didn't play his voice. Yeah. However, well, he was on, on the phone. Oh, yeah, but you could be on the phone from Kalamazoo. I mean, that is true. So, how I don't know. Th- how did you just think of Kalamazoo? I don't know. I was going to go <laughs> so Europe red. and went it's the so other random. way. But yeah, well, yes. But also, we just came back from Miami. We had a yep. little getaway. Shout out to the why? Can I just ask this on the pod and call in if you know sure. the answers? I was going to ask you this, but I figured you didn't know. Why is Miami the magic city? I feel like if any city is the magic city, it would be Vegas. They have a lot of magicians and magic shows there. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, okay, you want to go Florida cities? Orlando has the Orlando Magic basketball team. So how does Orlando have the Orlando Magic, but Miami's the Magic City 
So many mm. questions. But I digress. You take it away. Well, I'll just say we just went to Miami for a few days. It's our birthday. And so we just did some fun shows, nice dinners. We were drinking 24-7. Fun, fun, fun. But we saw on social media that Georgian Borean yes. were in Miami. And so was <laughs> Stacy and Darcy. They didn't post photos together, but at separate times they yeah. posted that there are different medical spas. Yeah. And tagged yes. Miami and mm-hmm. whatnot. But yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. They could be together. They might be not. Who knows? So, but my theory is if Borean and Georgie are together in Miami, I don't think Georgie would just go to Miami to hang out with Borean if he wasn't with Darcy. So who knows? Know. But guys, we went to this awesome brunch place. Very Darcy and Stacy vibe. Oh, yeah. Instead of eating, we're just like people watching. Just like looking if they could possibly walk in because we could totally see them there. Yeah, right? I forget what it was called. Yeah, but it was so cool. It I was really cool. I know. Right on Collins Ave. Yeah, South Beach. But yes, that was the place we would expect the sisters. Yes. So our eyes were just like all over the place. No celeb sightings, unfortunately, <laughs> but yeah, we tried. Okay. Are you ready to get into this show? Let's do it. Sunday night or Sunday morning, depending if you watch on Discovery Plus. 90 Day Fiance. Before the 90 days. Okay. Let's start with Gino and Jasmine. Yes. We're in the cab, which is, we picked, picked up where we left off, basically. They're on the way to meet Jasmine's mom and sister. Yeah. I thought you were going to continue. Well, I was just going to say, and we're going to meet them in a little bit. I did not expect what we got to see. This house, you mean? The house. This house- neighborhood? The house, how young the mom and the sister were. Because Jasmine is in her mid-30s, right? You are in your mid-30s. I have a lot of friends. I mean, I'm in my early 30s. I think our parents are older. Your sister, more or less, you know, our age. Mm -hmm. But Jasmine's everything. Everyone's very young. We don't know how old her mom is. Well, we do. It's at her age? No, but Gino said the mom is more or less one or two years older. You think he knows? I think he knows. Yeah. Here's what I was struck by is, yes, their living situation, the nice house, the nice neighborhood. It doesn't seem like Jasmine's using Gino for money. It doesn't seem like Jasmine's in this bad situation that she's trying to escape like we've seen others, like Rose or other cast members try to get out of by dating the interesting men. Well, my thing is that why is she trying to leave to the U.S., living in Gino's whatever house? He's still unemployed. Let's not forget about that. When she could always stay with her mom and sister. And that's not even the most important part. She has two kids. Right. What are you going to do? That's an interesting That's an interesting thing that mom didn't bring up mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And it's not like she has full custody so she could move the kids to the U.S. She doesn't. Right. Well, maybe so what are you going to do? Are you going to be flying the kid over every other week? Maybe that's the answer is that whoever the kid's with right now, that's who they're going to stay with. Because I was surprised mom didn't ask that. She asked, oh, what, you're okay moving to another country? But I she know. didn't say, what about your kids? No. So let's get there. We yeah. arrived to the house. The tension is thick. The issue here is that Gino may have to take his hat off. To say grace. I would slap him and take the head off and be like, dude, you have to. In one fell swoop. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
how old are you? Like five? I know. That's the thing. Some people, they die on that hill. That is their sword to die on. This is his sword. But this sword. is so dumb. It's so dumb, but some people have these crazy... It's the same thing with people who go too far with plastic surgery. They have these misinformed ideas of what they look like. And so, oh, I need this, I need that. He has this misinformed idea of what he looks like without a hat on. Like someone needs to tell him the truth. I think social media is telling him the truth. And <laughs> so maybe this is good for him. Maybe this has been eye-opening for him. But okay, they get to the house. Gino and Jasmine walk in. They meet mother Cecilia and sister Liz, who both just stare at Gino like he's an animal at a petting zoo. I don't think they were thrilled, especially because the mom knows about the age difference, right? And I think that's a big deal. Plus, Gino's from America. Mm. Jasmine would probably want to leave. I think she's just looking at him like, okay, you are an older dude, still single, childless, trying to take my baby girl to the U.S. Why? Yeah, but again, I could get it if they walked into this house and it was like Rose's yeah. apartment where there's not running water. You're dumping buckets of water on yourself to bathe. I have to imagine there's some level of love here that she's actually interested in pursuing. Yeah. Like Gina should probably move to Panama because that's a way better <laughs> living situation than he has. And yeah, she's got a job. She's going to be the one providing for him mm -hmm. any minute. That's not a bad idea. So Liz says... He's nice. Cecilia, Mother Cecilia, is a little more suspicious because of the age difference. But Jasmine's quick to say, yeah, Mom, he's older than me, but he loves me and he's kind to me. Because he's probably the only one who can deal with her crazy. Yeah, and I think that's telling. Oh, he's kind to me. Maybe she deals with a lot of people who treat her like a piece of meat, although we've seen him do that. Mm -hmm. But maybe she's just so over the men that she's dealt with that. Here comes a nice guy who's willing to evidence and report her. And I'm going to stick with this because he's doing what I want. No other guy's going to do what I want. He yeah, will. Yeah, because it's crazy. Right. That's great. Like evidence and report. Oh, Gino. <laughs> oh, Gino. So they sit down to eat and Jasmine goes, Gino, I'm going to tell my mom about your hat. <laughs> and she said it like... Gino, I got to tell my mom you used to be in the clan. Like, <laughs> it's a hat, not a hood, Jasmine. The way she said it, <laughs> the way she said it was like, you know, I have to tell my mom about your past. Because it's disrespectful. Like, my family <laughs> is not religious, right? We don't pray. We don't do any of it. However, I would make you take a head off at the dinner table. Of course. Because it's disrespectful. But I wouldn't even tell Gino, hey, I'm going to tell my mom. I would just be like, hey, mom, Gino won't take his hat off. Deal with it. That's how he is. The way she was like, I got to tell my mom about this. It, it cracked me up. Yes, but at the same time, I almost like that she was trying to show him how stupid this is, that she has to go and tell the mom because the mom would probably be like, hey, we're about to pray. Yeah. Please take off your hat. Yeah. Cecilia wasn't one way or the other. She's just kind of like, I don't know. Jasmine. I think she just didn't like this at all, but she was like, you know what, like, what ifs? He needs to convert to Judaism, and I say this as a fellow Jew, you rock a yarmulke all That's the time. That's very true, all right? the time. It's funny because in some religions, you cover your head as a sign of respect, mm -hmm. and in others, you remove. And you could get one of those big yarmulkes that are basically like hats. 
It's like a bowl on your head. Yeah, it's like a huge yarmulke. We've seen it before. <laughs> I've worn one before. Yeah, they're huge. They would cover all his baldness. Mm-hmm. Maybe think about that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Sister Liz looks very uncomfortable and rightfully so. I mean, she's probably just like, what is what is even happening? Because Gino right is so awkward. He is so <laughs> awkward. Like, dude, yeah. you're probably the oldest person at the table. Men up. They all should respect you. So, okay. They say their prayer and they taste the food. Gino gives it one thumbs up. He's like, muchos, bueno. One th- then she, he gets corrected for his mm-hmm. poor Spanish. But then he turns the conversation. And it was so awkward. He basically awkwardly asks if Jasmine had a lot of boyfriends. What question is that? Is that what you want to ask your potential mother-in-law yeah i mean first of all ask jasmine Jasmine, yeah and i always say if you don't believe her then don't be with her because trust is the most important thing so Mm -hmm. to ask mom while jasmine's sitting there it's not like jasmine's off at work and you're trying to come up with conversation Mm -hmm. yeah did jasmine have a lot of boyfriends he's so nervous asking meanwhile mom doesn't understand him right so he can literally ask like oh so did Justin have a lot of boyfriends? I'm just curious. With like a normal voice, Jasmine has to translate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, she's so pretty. I would think she had a lot of boys chasing her. And Cecilia says, well, I had the power over her growing up, so I wouldn't allow her to date, which I'm sure she's regretting now because Mm -hmm. Jasmine could be married to her high school sweetheart right now. Instead of dating this hat-wearing, high-pitched, laughing creeper. I think Cecilia knows that Jasmine is a little crazy when it comes to men. Yeah, maybe. I mean, she must know. I, but again, I don't know that Cecilia saw Jasmine dating a lot. She got married, right? She had children. She's been out of the house. If she didn't date a lot in high school... You're not, I don't think you're not showing off. I mean, he dates a lot in high school. I had one boyfriend. Some people do. Or two, maybe. So, oh, you, calm down, you hussy. I know, I know. So, some people <laughs> do, but once you're, in, once you're in college or out of college, you're not bringing home or talking to your parents. At least I wasn't talking about every single date I went on. No, me neither. So I don't, I don't know what mom thinks of Jasmine's crazy dating life. Hmm. That's a good point. So they finish eating. They go and sit down to look through some old photos of Jasmine. And Gino's laugh comes out again. I always forget. Cool pictures, man. (laughs) I always forget about his laugh because like the past couple of episodes, they were just fighting. So he didn't laugh a lot. Right. There was more (laughs) like a yelling and him being awkward, but. These are classics. Ah, Mine mine are black and white. I can't believe you got color photos. Oh, you're so much younger than me. He's like, you can Looking at this photo of Jasmine when she was like 10, he's like, mm, beautiful. You, like, can, yeah, you can like see he's Ew. somewhat visibly getting turned on by these photos because he like starts <laughs> shaking his foot, which is definitely a sign of sexual tension. He starts shaking. How do you know? Because my dad's a psychologist. We've all, we've. I'll be watching you. Admitted this now. And <laughs> I used to shake my foot a lot at the dinner table. And my dad's like, oh, you, um, some sexual tension there, Jonathan? And I was like, geez, dad, I'm eating. What? Oh, yeah. What turns you on? The pizza? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) actually. (laughs) You know my love language. So, yeah, he's shaking his foot and he goes, okay, 
I love Jasmine and I wanted to get your blessing before I proposed to Jasmine. Except Jasmine has to translate this I know. to Cecilia, which is like being proposed to before you're being proposed to. Dude, just download the app that everyone has on the freaking show, say it into the app, and then have Cecilia tell you what she thinks into the app. Right, but do it in private. Yeah, of course. Be like, oh, I love to talk to your mom in private, or I want to, you know, do something for her. Because mm-hmm. maybe Jasmine knows, but he went on the ring shopping spree by himself Yeah, in I don't secret. think she knows, because if she knew, she would probably want to pick a ring. Right. So that kind of just ruins the surprise for me. I couldn't believe he did it right then and there. Because I don't think he thinks. I think his head just being squished by all the hats. Yeah. He needs some air because he clearly isn't getting enough because some of his decisions are just not the best. Like the decision to ask permission to marry Jasmine through Jasmine. <laughs> maybe, it's a, maybe it's a way to to take her temperature on it. Like, I'm not asking that. And then if she says that, maybe it's a way for him to know, oh, she's not that into it. It's like a waitress in Miami who has my birthday this mm. week. Woohoo! And instead of them surprise me with the keg and the candles as John, so John prepared, she came to our table looking at me saying like, is it your birthday? It's, it's your birthday, right? Yeah, because I had told them ahead of time. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's my wife's birthday. Love some dessert. And so... We finish up, they're like, you want anything else? And we were like, yeah, maybe we'll look at the dessert menu. Yeah. And the waitress was like, it's your birthday, right? I'm like, ah! <laughs> and then cut to 10 minutes later, it's like, happy, happy birthday, happy. We were at Chuck E. Cheese, clearly. But <laughs> yeah, like, you blew the surprise, lady. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the dessert was delicious. Do you have the video of me blowing the candle? Yeah. Good. What? I'll send it to you later. Oh, no, I don't want to post it. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just checking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Jasmine translates it and Cecilia just says, so you want to go to another country? And Jasmine says, yeah, he's a serious man. He's committed. And all these answers, they lead me to believe she's tried dating in her hometown Mm -hmm. or in her city. And the guys weren't up to her standard. Not even that. I think she tried dating all over the place. But show me a guy who can be such... I don't know the English word. On a leash. Yes. In Czech, we call them, we would say podpantoflag, mm. which means like. You watch your mouth. It's like the person's like under your foot. You can whipped. literally like squeeze them. Let's say your foot. Okay. Yeah. Pussy whipped. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think you can really find people like that. No. And that's what I'm saying. I think she found this. And so maybe she's not the most attracted to him mm-hmm. physically, but she's attracted to the control she has over him. Oh, yeah. Which is a lot of control. Oh, yeah. He'll and the fact anything. that he has to report, get out of here. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Cecilia, rightfully so, says, well, it's your decision. I'm nervous if you go to the States. It's a different world. What if it doesn't work out? But you're happy. I want you to be happy. So... Cecilia's like, look, looks like you already made up your mind. Tells Gino, take care of my little girl. Yeah. And all I wrote down is like, get a job, Gino. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, take it. What are you doing? Take a step towards showing that you can be an equal partner in this relationship. And I don't know, maybe that's wrong to say because he is clearly 
financing a lot of it already. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe he's trying to just play it out until retirement kicks in. His 401k can pay out without being know. taxed heavily. But yeah, he needs a job for so many reasons. A, he just needs a job. It's it's good to have a job. Something to do. Something to do to get the money because A, the whole visa and green card process is expensive. Oh, yeah. B, he'll yeah. need to redecorate his house when Jasmine comes. No, she'll take care of that. Well, yeah, but she's not going to pay for it. That's what I meant. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And just to take care of this queen that you want to bring over. And she's a health need- nut. Do you know how yeah. expensive health food is in the States? She's not going to eat hungry men three mm-hmm. times oh, a day. Oh, that is true. Right? She's going to be going yeah. to Whole Foods, vegan. He might need two jobs. He might need to go from mm-hmm. zero jobs to two jobs. Yeah, for sure. So... He should get on the job hunting train. Mm-hmm. ASAP. Okay. New day. Gino and Jasmine are dancing merengue on the balcony. Let me say Jasmine's dancing merengue on the balcony of the hotel. Gino is dancing like a five-year-old who has to pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jasmine was like, you dance like you have a stick up your ass, I believe she was going to say. What'd she say? She didn't say anything. They just uh. laughed it off. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, and then she looks at the camera. She's like, Gino is the worst dancer ever, but I love it. And that's how I feel about you singing karaoke. I was I was getting slightly bad because I can dance. I practice oh, yeah. every night. No, you're a better dancer. You have new <laughs> mo- Every time we go dancing, whether it's in our living room or at a bar or a club, T whips out a new move and I'm like... <laughs> Where did that move come? Who have you been dancing with? Because you didn't have that move last time you were with me. And then she tells me when I brush my teeth, I dance. Yeah. I, I practice new moves. I do. I really do. I appreciate your effort. But <laughs> this this just made me think of your karaoke and my appreciation for your karaoke because you're not the greatest singer. No, but I'm not the worst. Yeah. No, I mean, you're somewhere in between Adele and... I don't know. Who's a terrible singer? <laughs> I shouldn't have said terrible singer. You're you, should, pretty- you should have said Adele. Let's start with that. Yeah. Because but, I'm very far from Adele. But you love it. You I love, love it so much. You love grabbing the mic and it's A++ for effort. And you're not embarrassed. You get up there. You own it. You have a good time. Karaoke is designed so that people have a good time. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and that's what Gina was showing here. He was dancing like no one was watching, even though the entire world was watching. <laughs> and you got to give the guy some credit for that. Oh, yeah. Especially when Jasmine can dance. It's intimidating mm-hmm. to dance. Like when you sing with me, you're probably intimidated because I'm a, I'm a really, really good singer. Am I? I would not call it intimidated, but <laughs> I, I do kidding. appreciate it when Teresa, sometimes I struggle with the song. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm not a really good. I'm like an average singer, I would say. I'm an average bar singer. But you always help me. Yeah. You always save me at the bottom and people are like, what the fuck is she doing? And John always grabs the second mic and sings with me. Yes. With our powers combined, (laughs) it is average at best. Yeah. I definitely killed the bar several times before with Mm -hmm. my songs. (laughs) The biggest compliment I've ever gotten in my life was us in a karaoke bar in New York when I did a song. I think I did Wonderwall. Was it my friend's birthday? No, 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 no. It was was one on McDougal. Just the two of us went. Or no, St. Mark's on St. Mark's. Oh, yeah. Just the two of us went, did a song, finished, and then one of the guys comes up to me, just like a bro at the bar. He's like, 
hey, man, he's like, do you work here? Do you run the karaoke here? And I was like, no, but are you <laughs> saying I'm good enough to be a karaoke host? Because thank you. That was the highlight oh, of my yeah. life. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Gino has a week left in Panama. He wants to propose to Jasmine. We know, but it's a big step, and he's aware of that. So he wants to FaceTime Hey, Tony. He wants to FaceTime his brother, Tony, <laughs> to get some insight. Tony loves America. There was a flag behind him. An American flag? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He got a, he got a showcase. To each other. Yeah, you got to remind yourself <laughs> what country you're in. You don't want to forget, right? It's hard to forget. It's hard to forget. It's a beautiful country. You got it. You want to be I, I live here. I know. Be proud. Shout out to America. Yeah. Shout it out. Um, okay. So he FaceTimes Tony and Tony calls him out on the hat immediately. That's something new. He's wearing the, pan- the, the Panama hat. The Panama hat. Yeah. And Tony's like, uh, maybe like pull it down further. Like, yeah, cover your entire face. Yep, there you go. That looks much better. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Gino wants to run the proposal idea by Tony. So Tony's first question is, any issues? Like, are things going well? Are you having problems? Tell me. Tell me what's going on. And Gino brings up, well, I was texting my ex. And Tony says, well, that's not good. Why would you do that? And Gino says, it was a while ago. Hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, that no, no, no. Long ago. Right. And he says, I texted a photo of Jasmine to my ex. It was, it was, it wasn't good, but we made up. So the last few days have been good. Um, so I'm going to propose real soon. Yeah, Tony thinks it's a bit rushed. And Tony's not the only one. Oh, even Jasmine thinks it's a bit rushed. Yeah. Because in one of those little interviews she had, she said that she's not sure about Gino proposing this fast. I appreciate that so much because I think when people have one great day together, yeah, they start fantasizing about everything. Oh, my gosh, this is perfect. I've mm-hmm. never loved someone so much. It doesn't get better than this. Okay, but remember yesterday when you guys were at each other's throats Mm -hmm. and she was screaming bloody murder? You forgot about that already? You don't think that might not happen again? So people are so quick to, oh, when it's good, it's great, and that's all that matters. And they completely forget about the bad. Oh, yeah. And I loved what Brother Tony said He when he said, if you can't get along in paradise, Mm -hmm. that's as good as it's going to get. Very true. I wrote down, wow, way to go, Tony. What a sentence. It's it's just so true. I mean, it is very everything's true. great or the best it can yeah. be on vacation. Usually, when yeah. you get back to the real world with jobs and outside pressures and stress and appointments, it's not going to be as easy as it was when you were sipping pina coladas by mm-hmm. the pool. So, very if, you're having, true. if you're having trouble, then Gino, it's going to get worse in Michigan <laughs> for sure. Okay, that's Gino and Jasmine. Shall we move on to Kim? And Soldier Boy. Yep. Same thing here. We picked up where we left off. Still on that sex farm. The spicy farm. Sex farm. Yeah. <laughs> Soldier Boy is doing his own version of pop up video. Were you aware of pop up? Did you ever watch pop up video no. on VH1? There'd be like a music video and then be like, be like a bubble would pop up on screen and it would be oh. like, oh, the rain that's falling in this scene is actually artificial rain. We used. 5,000 gallons of water to make this. They're just giving you oh. little facts okay. about the video. 
So Soldier Boy is kind of doing his own version of that, explaining the song Zahra. <laughs> it's like, well, this song's about another woman um, that I dated, but wasn't in a relationship with. Well, she dumped him, but he loved her. Yeah. Kim is mad. I just love how she was like, when I bought the EP and I asked who Zara was, you told me it was just a name you picked out for all the women across the world. It's like, first of all, you bought the EP? What's you the EP? Extended play. I mean, it's just, a, she bought the song. She bought the album or she bought the song. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> like you, you she, she couldn't even get a free copy. <laughs> so it was like, nah, I need those sales. She's just supporting him. I need that Spotify play. Like, come on. When I bought the EP, I asked who Zara was. Like, <laughs> she bought all of those Soldier Boy shirts, too. Mm -hmm. She's not getting oh, those yeah. for free. She's the only person purchasing those shirts, and she probably She sells, bought a lot of them. She probably sells them out. Yeah. So Soldier Boy and Kim, they're doing this interview, and this is where we hear Soldier Boy say, Zara broke up with him four months ago. But... He's but. been talking to Kim for over a year. Now, I'm not great at math, but I can look at a calendar and realize that if they've been talking for a year and Zara broke up with him four months ago, there was some overlap there. 100%. But so this is where I get confused and I kind of can see both sides, right? Usman says, we were friends. I kept telling you, we are not in a relationship we're friends. You can come over here and oversee the song Zara and everything as friends. See if you could be my, you are my potential girlfriend. Yeah. There is no love. There is nothing, right? But then Kim says, yes, well, if he told me, I wouldn't be upset. I'm upset that he didn't tell me when I asked. I get it. We were friends. We were in a relationship. But if he said, hey, I'm dating this girl Zara. I don't know how it's going, but I still want to be your friend and see how what's going to happen there, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so I can see both sides. I can see his side, but I can see her side too. I think it's really important to highlight that part where Kim said, it's that he didn't tell me. It's mm -hmm. not the fact that he was seeing another girl. Yeah. It's that he didn't tell me because I think there's going to be a lot of people who go, remember she was okay with Soldier Boy having multiple wives. And I said remember? it too, yeah. Yeah, sure. For that to succeed, and I've never watched Sister Wives, but I can only imagine, for that type of set up to succeed. You got to have trust. You got to have communication. If you don't have those two things, there's no way polygamy or whatever you want to call it is going to survive. Mm -hmm. And so she's saying, I, it's not that he was dating someone else. It's that he didn't tell me about it. So how can I trust him? And if I can't trust him, we can't have a relationship. Especially because she asked. Right. She's like, who's Zara? If he said, oh, that's a girl I'm dating or I've been seeing. Right. Yeah, so say, just say it. So it's not even that he withheld information. He lied. He said, oh, it's a name yeah. I'm using for every girl mm -hmm. in the world. So I have to say I'm Team Kim here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But. She, she deserves yeah, oh, yeah, truth, yeah. the truth. He should have been truthful. Especially, that's, that's, okay. I don't get why he didn't tell her. Because this whole time he was telling her. We're not in love. We're not in a relationship. We are. Fr he wasn't catfishing but, her, telling her, oh, yeah, like you're my girlfriend or like we can date once we see each other. No, he but, kept. Okay. No, go I, ahead. You go. I was just going to say everything was potential or possible. Yes, and that's it. And that's it. Think about what that word means. Potential. 
Potential means it could be, but it doesn't have to be. It's giving hope. It's giving false hope, but it's giving hope because he wants her to keep sending laptops and PS5s. And as soon as he says, Mm. oh, I'm dating someone else, that's going to stop. But I, I almost feel like it wouldn't. Of course it would. Right now he's dangling the word potential in front of her. So mm-hmm. she wants to do everything she can do. So it goes from potential to actual. I almost, so the way I use the word potentially, and I do use it, not a lot, but Look when I you, use it. using big words. When I use potentially, I literally mean no, but I don't want to say it. The That's setting a, doesn't you're saying work. like, no, you're using it like, oh, you want to go to the baseball game next weekend? You'd be like, potentially, but yeah. you mean no. Yeah. No. I would not want to go. And maybe he means, no, you'll never be my girlfriend. But I think. Yeah, it, like that's exactly what he's doing. I think maybe there's a slight chance. There's a slight possibility. There might be an opening for her. Yeah, but, a, a little opening if he needs some new electronics. Right. But he's leading her on so that she continues to. The minute he says, I'm seeing another girl, it's going to stop. So this is potentially for me. And I might be wrong. I usually mean no when I want to say yes, but I'm not sure I say possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly it, is different than potentially. Kind of, in a way. The way you way, use it. Well, yes, of course, the way you use it. But I feel like when someone says potentially, it's like a polite way of saying like, eh, probably not, but like, let's see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of words and choices of words, when Kim gets upset and she's like, I came, oh <laughs> I came down here to watch you shoot a video about another bitch. That's so crazy, yo. I'm like, Mom, like you're 50 years old. Why are we talking like this? She's like 15 going on 50. She's like, get the fuck out of here, yo. Like, <laughs> why are you adding yo to everything? I don't even say yo. Yo, I say yo as a greeting. If I see a friend, maybe I'm like, yo. I, but, say, uh, I say, what's up, dude? Yeah, that's fine, too. <laughs> What's up, dude, yo? But like to add just yo, that's so crazy, yo. And I've never heard her talk like that until now. Like that's when she gets mad. I don't know where she picked it up. No, I've, I've never heard anyone speak like that on 90 Day Fiance. Like imagine your mom. It's like, yo, what you doing? I mean, my mom might say, my mom might throw out a yo, John. Like, no, she's not my, like that. She, my mom wouldn't say like. Not serious. She mom, was being serious. She was being serious. Would, yeah, my mom would be like, oh. Last night, your dad, oh, he was being so crazy, yo. Like she wouldn't. No, she would not say that. No, she might be like, yo, John, how's it going? Yeah, but that's different. Right. That's different. I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Meanwhile, this whole. Oh, I know, I know. This whole time, Soldier Boy's still wearing his spice crown. Like, (laughs) Kim's torn her things off, spit on it, stomped on it. She's over it. Soldier Boy's still wearing it. I mean, I would be too. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. So now it's nighttime. They're back at the resort. And Soldier Boy and Slam T are knocking on Kim's door. They look like a couple Amazon delivery guys. Well, he's coming in to return the MacBook. Yeah. What is the PS5? No, he, there was two boxes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was two boxes. I think Kim only wanted the MacBook. She took that back. Oh, she did? Yeah, she took the computer back. Oh, I thought she returned it. She said, I don't have space. Maybe it was for the PS5. Oh, yeah. What was she going to do? She could have given it to her son. Yeah, I'm saying you don't have a a space for a MacBook, dude. You can even carry it in your hands. No, she took the the laptop. Okay. And she left. I'm pretty sure she left the PS5. Yeah. But things were so tense 
in that interaction. Kim is just storming around the hotel room, throwing things into suitcases. Soldier Boy is kind of a little confused, doesn't understand how it got to that point. And Soldier Boy leaves the room after he delivers the packages. She's in tears and she's like, it's just best to end it. Like, I love him, but it's just best to end it. And she also says that she's mad that he doesn't understand what she's saying, which is so true. Yeah, it's not hard to like understand. He doesn't understand why she's upset. He keeps saying, oh, but we weren't in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. That's not what she's mad about. Exactly. She's mad about the lies, yeah. the, the lack of communication. Yeah, I just think about the the random goodwill in Michigan that is going to have a full rack of Soldier Boy t-shirts <laughs> in about two weeks. You mean in San Diego, right? In San Diego. Everyone mm-hmm. else is from Michigan. <laughs> Some will make their way to Michigan, I'm sure. But yeah, they're going to have a sale on Soldier Boy t-shirts. Okay. Should we talk about my favorite couple oh, right yeah, now? And my <laughs> favorite couple. Ben. ben- and mahogany in harmony that's what it sounds like when we karaoke folks okay (laughs) ben's been in peru for three days Mm -hmm. and he's finally living his best life getting some laps in at the pool drinking coffee i mean this is vacation ben however he's losing trust in mahogany because things aren't the way he pictured them no which ben you should always picture the worst I mean, it looked exactly like it looked on the Airbnb listing. Those pictures, they look the same. So I don't know, Ben, what you were expecting. They look pretty true to the listing. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben's calling his friend because he kind of wants to vent a little bit. So he's like telling him about her house, which wasn't hers. Well, he says she's real. She's sweet. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We still think she's real? Like, she's a real human. Yes, she is not some bot. I don't know if she's real. I don't know if she's being real. Yeah. Ben. But yeah, he was like, she's real. She's sweet. Last night I went to her house and things got weird. But he said, um, I know it wasn't hers. I know. I, I'm so impressed that Ben was mm-hmm. aware enough. I wonder what gave it away. Was it the tourist pamphlet that he mentioned? To, I think it had to be the pamphlet. I think it was the surfboard. The bunk the, beds. Yeah. The games. Yeah. There was nothing there that looked like a 22-year-old. Yeah. An apartment she can't afford. Like, everything. The cue cards that her parents were reading off of. Everything. (laughs) Everything was a little amiss. But he tells Jason everything. Even about the age bombshell. 22. And he knows things aren't adding up, but he's going to meet her anyway. Because he wants wants to investigate some more. (laughs) And we learn after Ben ran for his life, Mahogany reached out to him. She felt bad and said, let's meet up. My friends are in town. And this segment was so cringy. It was so cringy. Him meeting Mahogany's friends. Yeah. They're okay. They're standing outside. And Ben is trying out any Spanish he can speak with Mahogany. Mind you, she speaks perfect English. Like her English is actually, if you guys listen to her words, I'm pretty sure that she can speak 
fluently. She's actively trying to speak poor English and then randomly mixing mm-hmm. in Spanish words when she doesn't need to because she's pretending like, oh, I don't know how to say this in English, so I'll say it in Spanish. It's like, huh? And Ben's just trying to speak Spanish, but it's like, dude, you need to have a real conversation with this woman right mm-hmm. now. You should be speaking the only language you know mm-hmm. how, not trying to flex on your third grade Spanish. I mean, it's good. He's trying. I appreciate that, actually. But, but this is not the time to try and practice. This is the time to ask the time to ask the hard questions true. and ask them in English. Like I don't, I don't understand this whole spiel with her not speaking English while she speaks English. Right. I'm. I'm telling you these plot points of like an Airbnb or the Spanish speak. It doesn't make sense. If she could speak fluent span or fluent English and said, yeah. I grew up speaking Spanish, but for the last several years, I've been learning English, and now I'm really good at English. The story doesn't change. Yeah. So just speak English. Unless she is really good at accents, and she learned a couple of sentences. In which language? In English? Yeah. Ah, she speaks a lot more than a couple of sentences. I know, right? She speaks almost more than every other sentence in English. Yeah, I mean, she sometimes... uh, Acts like she doesn't understand, but I feel like she understands. Totally. <laughs> right? Well, Ben's like, he whips out a new translator app. He's like, oh, I got this new translator app. It's really fast. It works really quickly. You don't need it. Mm-hmm. Just tell her to speak English. Yeah, I don't I don't understand this whole thing. So her friends roll in, Elizabeth and Angie, and it looked like Mahogany was trying to remember her friend's stage names as she introduced Ben. She's like, this is... Elizabeth and this is Angie. Is that, did we go with Angie? Okay. Yeah. It was completely, completely, it seemed fake to me, but Ben's like, anyone hungry? And of course these children are like, ice cream, ice cream. We want ice cream. Well, first he was like, anyone hombre? (laughs) And I almost felt, so we saw the subtitles, like anyone man. And I was like, oh my God, is he asking them if they have a man? Like, is he being this? Creepy. And he's trying to get into like a polygamy situation. And Mahogany's like looking at him like, what? And he's like hungry. And she's like, oh. And it was close to ombre. I don't remember yeah, the it was word. Very close, but yeah. Oh my God. I literally thought that he's being <laughs> a real big creep, which, which he's is kind of creepy. But yeah. But I was like, oh my gosh, no, Ben. Don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the candy shop was closed. So they go and they get ice cream. Mm-hmm. And Mahogany's friends, of course, surprised by Ben's age. Mm-hmm. He's almost as old as their parents. Mm-hmm. And Ben asks a question. Can you tell me something about Mahogany that you love about her? <laughs> I, oh, what are these questions? I almost feel like he just started watching all teen movies he could possibly find. But why would you ask her friends? Tell me something you love about her. I would never. He's weird. I, if I when I met your friends, I was never like, "Tell me something you love about Teresa." No, they told you themselves. <laughs> like when I ate carp eyes. Yeah, I might be like, "Oh, what's the craziest thing you guys have ever done?" Or something like. Mm-hmm. It was. It was such a weird question. Because he is like I'm telling you, this whole segment, I was just like, "Ew, ah, this is uncomfortable." Like imagine this old dude with these twenty-something year olds. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, oh my gosh, dad, stop it. What do you got? Go back home. <laughs> I was like, oh, tell me your favorite body part on mahogany. Like, what do you guys, <laughs> is it, what is it, is it her butt for you guys? Because it is for me. 
It was just such a weird question, but it teed it up. I think that's why you asked or whatever. It tees up one of the friends to say, well, since I met her, she's always been responsible and you can always trust on her. You can always trust her and count on her. Huh? To what? Get herself into some crazy mm-hmm. drama? She doesn't seem trustworthy at all. I mean, maybe she's to them, but. Yeah. So then Ben says, tell me something I should know about Mahogany as her new boyfriend. Oh, like, ah, uh, I was, ah, <sighs> uh, we watched this on my iPad. I was like yelling at the iPad. And I was like, ew, 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 <laughs> ew. <laughs> the friend goes, honestly, I didn't think you were her boyfriend. She just said she had a friend visiting from abroad. Nice. Yeah, I mean, good for Mahogany for kind of being honest Mm -hmm. with that, I guess, because she didn't say, oh, yeah, he's my boy. Pretend like he's my boyfriend. How old is Ben asking like, oh, like I'm I'm, I'm the boyfriend. What? And then he's like, wait a minute. Am I not your boyfriend? Yeah, am I your boyfriend? am Am I just your friend? Who are you? Like, why are you still in high school? But props to Mahogany because she could have played into whatever Ben wanted. But she goes, no, I think, friend, you never asked me to be my boyfriend. We had these chats. She tells the camera, we had these chats about marriage. We talked about it online. We may have talked about kids just to kind of see where each other were at mm-hmm. in on those topics. But a conversation about marriage does not make a engaged couple which is true right like mm-hmm. so good for her for clarifying that because he was basically just living yeah this like a little boy mm-hmm. fantasy of talking to a girl online and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden thinking oh i'm dating this girl we're exclusive just because we exchanged some instant messages mm-hmm. and mahogany is like uh yeah no because he was like mahogany so am i your boyfriend and she's like um uh, no but why would you <laughs> Why would you want to be her boyfriend at this point? Don't you have a lot of questions, Ben? Mm -hmm. Don't you want to at least know who the owners of that Airbnb are before you get into a relationship with this woman? Don't forget that God, this is God's plan. God's plan. Right? True. So he's just playing along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess so. But for him to be pushing this boyfriend narrative, I'm like, dude, pump the brakes. Don't you have questions? Oh my gosh. Don't you have questions about her? Mm Mm-hmm. That you want to get answered before you get into a serious relationship. So instead of asking all the right questions, he plans a trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. He's, he's trying to psych himself up for the day. He's reading through old texts where Mahogany said she loves him. And he goes, my brain's telling me to throw in the towel, but my heart is telling me to use everything I have left to make this work. He's like, I'm reading these texts to remind myself that I'm not crazy. Yeah. Eh, you are crazy, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. are crazy. And yeah, so he plans this trip to kind of go all in and give it one last shot. So they get in the car and this scene, guys, you saw the meme we made of it. This scene is a father teaching his daughter how to drive. <laughs> it was so strange to it just for me it put their ages into perspective mm-hmm, for sure like you see them at a dinner or whatever maybe she's a little more dressed up they almost seem like it's reasonable that they're dating you see him in the you see him in the car with her hands at 10 and 2 
and him like gripping the side <laughs> of the door in fear. And you're like, oh my God, this is a father-daughter situation. Mm-hmm. Where are they heading to? The father-daughter dance? Well, I think that would be much better because that would have been a way shorter drive. <sighs> this is three and a half hours. <laughs> three and a half words being spoken the entire time. Yeah. And so Ben is like trying to make some small talks about stop signs. Well, wait, 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 there's no stop signs in Sandbar? <laughs> no, how, how's that work? And Mahogany's like, well, everyone just has to know to be careful, which to me is the perfect metaphor for this relationship. There mm-hmm. aren't any stop signs. There's mm-hmm. no one going to tell you to stop, Ben. You just have to know to be careful. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but they kind of like... Mahogany thinks that the connection they had on Chad was different, which obviously must be different. Like, it's different being in person and chatting it online, right? Yeah. But it was so awkward. They're very quiet in the car. And whatever Ben asked, she probably didn't understand or she played dumb. Oh, like, yeah. oh like, I don't know what you're saying, right? Until Mahogany breaks the silence with a Jesus question. Oh, boy. And Ben loved it. He has all the answers. It was something about Jesus being in the garden, waiting was, for something. I don't, I don't know. Prepared, he was prepared to suffer. I don't know, but Ben loved it. He's like, yeah, it was a little awkward, but then we started talking about Jesus and I could see the connection going. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you got to bond over something. I mean, I think that's the only thing they have in common. It's the ultimate bond. The it's the ultimate bond for them is their faith. Yeah, you got to bond over something. So this, at least they had something to talk about. It made it less awkward for me. I'm sure it was less awkward for them. Mm-hmm. But throwing a Soldier Boy mixtape or something, turn on the radio, at least. Yeah. That would, that would make you <laughs> listen to a podcast. Okay, listen to Married to Reality. That's a great suggestion. Thank Guys, you. <laughs> if you are in a situation when you're in a car with someone and it's awkwardly quiet, just put us on. Just throw on a pod. Put us on. Perhaps this mm-hmm. one. Well, that's our help from us to you. They survived the car ride because they arrived (laughs) through hotel. And it's going to answer one of my questions because I was thinking, is she going to share a hotel room with him? Like, what's going on? I'm surprised you had that question because I didn't think twice about it. I was like, cool, they're going to share a hotel room. Really? I did think about it because, yeah, like you didn't see any physical connection between them. Yeah. So sharing a room is big. Right? No, you're right. If they had gone into a shared room, mm-hmm. especially with one bed, I maybe have thought there would have been two mm-hmm. queen beds or two twin beds. If they'd walked into a room together, I'd be like, oh shit. But I didn't think about it until this. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a classic 90 yeah. day move. And as she made sure she's like, uh, those rooms. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But again, we've said it before. He said it before. He's not going to have sex till marriage. Yeah, but they could cuddle. They could cuddle. Yeah. But they get separate rooms and Ben walks her to her room and he's like, tomorrow, sand dunes. And I don't know if you picked up this, but to me, this was overacting by mahogany times 10 because he goes, tomorrow, sand dunes. And she's like, yes, perfect. It was so over the top. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I would have yelled, cut. Let's take that again. <laughs> well, also, I don't know how to describe this, but let's say she is learning English or she's getting there. She watches TV. She watches shows. She's trying. 
She's Too trying hard. to sound good. I am trying to sound good. Can't you tell? Yeah, but you sound Can't good. Can't you tell? <laughs> you speak naturally, and sometimes you get excited, and that's good. But this was just like out of nowhere. She's screaming yes at the top of her lungs. I almost feel like if you're in a meeting with someone, let's say your boss, and your boss throws an idea, and you just have to show how excited you are. You're just like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's fabulous. I love it. Eh, I guess. I mean, I hear what you're saying. It just struck me as so off. I mean, I kind of picked up on it, but at the same time, I almost saw it as like, she's trying. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it's a, it's a good thought. Okay. Next day, get ready for some Nicole and Asin flashbacks. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I saw those dunes, I was like, here we go. Almost there, ladies. Nicole wishes they were on the buggy. That's true. Instead of a cable. <laughs> She's of probably watching this like, God damn it, Asin. <laughs> Crawling up a sand dune in jeans and like winter boots. <laughs> <laughs> so and Asin goes like, come on, lazy. Almost there, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, ben, so and, ben and Mahogany meet up. They have this big adventure planned. Dune buggies in the desert topped off awesome. with a romantic dinner. It, this relationship is doomed. That's going to be my <laughs> pun for this episode. <laughs> this relationship is absolutely doomed. But I mean, it, it I awesome. want to go to Peru. It's definitely on the list. Yeah. Um, but adding the dunes, I had no idea about the dunes. It looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And just having that vast open desert mm-hmm. to just cruise around in that buggy. Mm-hmm. It would be so cool if that guy would get out of the driver's seat and let Ben take the wheel. Yeah, I don't think Ben wants to because, no. as you said, it's God's plan. Well, he was probably, his hands were full probably rubbing her lower back the entire dune ride because we saw the way he caressed her yeah. at dinner. Cringe. They get to this area Cringe. where Ben has dinner set up and he cannot stop mm-hmm. rubbing her lower back. Yeah, it's it's just uncomfortable because you know that she does not want to go there. But she has to play along. She has yeah. to, especially she's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, the dinner looks awesome. Dinner looks great. I was like, romantic wow, romantic setting, a beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's the most romantic father daughter dinner <laughs> I've ever witnessed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but stop rubbing her back. Like, yeah, she she should have said, oh please, like I'm not comfortable or something, but. I wasn't comfortable. Maybe she was. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But then you want to talk about Ben's terrible questions? Let's talk about Mahogany's terrible questions because, oh, my God, this was like a high school project where you have to interview your parent, Mm -hmm. right? What were, Ben, what were you like when you were my age? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? That's how you're going to start this romantic dinner date with a question like that? What did you listen to when you were, what was your favorite CD? Tell me, tell me what it was like back in the (laughs) sixties, dad. That's when I heard that question, my jaw just about broke (laughs) on the floor. Yeah. But Ben gives the answer. He was finishing college. He always wanted to be a dad and a husband which she, he ended up being. He became it's, a pastor. He, he wants to be a dad and a husband to Mahogany. <laughs> this is his dream right here. Two, two roles, one girl. Mm-hmm. Ew. Don't watch that movie, folks. Ew. <laughs> well, but his marriage wasn't ideal. So, yeah. And Mahogany was like, well, so how's your relationship with your ex? And 
It's no bueno. Yeah. Because she hasn't forgiven him. Mm. I think because, and he said it, he left her and the kids because he realized that they're in a cult. Yeah. And he's not in love with her. Right. This was a setup. He wants to be a model and get some young <laughs> girls. So he's like, goodbye. And his ex is still mad at him. But they still co-parent. Well, they yeah. Still, right? Like, it's not the worst relationship. And then he goes on and he talks about dating a 27-year-old because Mahogany said, oh, you ever date a 20-something-year-old? And he's like, yeah, I dated a 27-year-old for three years. That didn't work out because she didn't accept his kids. And Mahogany's all skeptical of this, but I don't see how that's really on Ben that the ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. wasn't into the kids. At least Ben was aware enough to be like, listen, this isn't going to work yeah. if you don't accept the kids. Well, Mahogany kind of turns this against him saying that it feels like Ben blames the women for all these oh. failures. Which maybe I missed that. I can see that. Mm, so she's like, that. so Benjamin is perfect. Mm-hmm. But Ben doesn't like it. He's like, uh, I don't like that. I don't need to defend my past. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's like, it's in the past. I'm trying to move forward with you. I don't need to defend what happened, which is true. No. And this is, uh, this is a little classic turning the tables for me when one person is lying and I assume mahogany is lying about something here we know she lied about her age mm-hmm. what else and she's trying to turn it on ben and be like mm-hmm. oh no now you're the, no you're mm-hmm. lying i'm not lying you're lying and you're projecting so maybe they're i don't know that ben's i think they lying both about. question each other yeah i don't know that ben's lying i don't think he's lying but i almost feel like if they were talking for three months chatting out about marriage and kids he should have probably also mentioned this I guess. Right? I feel like it's easier. Like you start, let's say, dating someone. Not that you have to dig through your past. But if so, that's something that should be put on the table before you start planning children. Do we think Mahogany didn't know about his ex-wife and kids? I know. I, I'm sure she knows. But I don't think maybe she didn't know the status of the relationship. Mm. Or, yeah, she clearly didn't know about the 27 year old who he wanted to propose to, but she didn't like the kids. Right, right. I just found it ironic when she tells the camera, I can't imagine a pastor not taking responsibility for his mistakes. It's very immature. She's calling Ben immature. (laughs) This whole thing is just great. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a quick break. I was just going to say, she was basically saying, "Mm, some things don't add up. That's what I'm saying. That's great that it's coming from her because Ben is probably like, "Mm, some things don't (laughs) add up. That's what I'm saying. I think she's projecting. She knows her story doesn't make total sense. I know she's trying to say, Ben, your story doesn't make total sense. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But all right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, (laughs) all right, we'll be back in a second. And we're back with Mike and Jimena. I like how you did the fake farts. I was trying to do a fake burp, but I was afraid that it wouldn't be fake. <laughs> it would turn into real. I don't think you can fake burp. I don't think so either. I barely ever burp, so. Yeah, I don't think you can. I think it would no. just end up being. You can just be like. Urgh. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Mike and Jimena are in bed. We're picking up where we left off. Mike just asked Jimena if she loves him. 
She says no. And she's, I think, our first 90 dayer to be able to differentiate between love and in love. Yes, but she keeps going back and forth whether she loves or doesn't love Mike. Right now she's saying, I don't love him. I'm not in love with him. She's in a little bit. She's going to say, I love him, but I'm not in love with him. Right. She says love is a big word. True. And we haven't spent enough time together or lived together long enough. Also true. To feel that word. And Mike, he calls her out a little bit. He says, you always told me you loved me when you'd ask for a new car You told me you loved me when (laughs) you wanted that new big screen TV. You told me you loved me. What was that? Mike's like, you changed a lot since the last time we saw each other. Used to be love. Now it's not. Well, she changed because she has doubts about a whole relationship. Yeah. She has doubts. She's not vocalizing what those doubts are per se. And I'm glad you say vocalizing because... That's what Mike wants. He wants to work on their communication because he thinks that might fix things, which communication is very important. It's the ultimate. They cannot communicate. Let's just begin with that. Yeah. Right? With the app, I mean, it's hit or miss. (laughs) But yeah, he thinks that might fix it. I don't think so because I think their issues are, I was going to say way deeper, but no, they're actually very surface level. Yeah. Her issues are that he farts and that he burps. Are they, though? But that's what she says. I know, because that's an easy out. If he kept his butt cheeks closed and the gas to himself, would she be running to the dress shop to get her wedding dress? I don't know. But I'll tell you what. I If I was grossed out by you on our second or third date, I would not go out with you again. Okay. We could have a great conversation and I could possibly think maybe we can be friends one day. Yeah. But if you did something that literally makes me uncomfortable and grosses me out, I wouldn't pursue the relationship. I hear you. To play a little devil's advocate, they addressed those issues the first time they hung out. He went home and that's when she started falling out of love with him. When he was on the other side of the world... Maybe passing gas, maybe not. She didn't know. But when he comes back, she has these issues. Yes, but I'm sure that when we saw him farting on camera, I don't think that was the first and last time he squeaked one. No, but I'm saying he was home in New York and she was falling out of love with him. Yes, because I think think you're thinking about all that. And then when you Skype and you see his face... You could also hear and smell what oh. you experience. Like I'm telling you, you, yeah. get, you create these associations. Oh, I know Pavlov. Yes, exactly. And I, I get it. Like I, yeah, if something bothers me about someone, like that's why I've never been in a serious relationship because I never found someone. I guys felt are so, gross. Well, <laughs> in a way, but I, no, not just that, but there was always something that made me uncomfortable, something I didn't like. Sure. Right? So, I would not stay in that relationship to see what's going to happen or to see if I can get over it if I don't have to. I'm I'm with you. And I could picture Mike being the type of guy who calls Jimena after he uses the bathroom and is like, Jimena, you won't believe it. I had a three flusher this time. You should have seen it. You want me to send you the pic? I took pics. You You wouldn't believe the dump Hyman took yesterday, right? And so he's, he's probably a little TMI. Is one way to put it. It's TMI. I yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, maybe, maybe some people could look past these little imperfections, right? I personally, I don't think I could because being uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, some people could. But you know what could make it better? A great communication. Mm. But they don't have that either. So there is literally nothing to the relationship, right? She's not attracted to him. She's grossed by him and they cannot communicate. So so what else is there? Right. He's a piggy bank. Uh, exactly. So Mike wants to talk about it. Amanda doesn't. She wants to go to sleep. She wants to take selfies with Juan David and Harold <laughs> Steven. And she just says, I, I need time to think things through. Mm-hmm. So Mike gets sent to his room and the producers go in there and are like, how's it going? What's going on? Mike's not doing well. He yeah, says. He's confused. And he says, well, relationship is two-sided. Yes, it is. So you're getting all these hints from him, Anna. Why don't you pack your bags well, he, and go home? He says he wants, he doesn't want to be there mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. So New Day, Mike is all bummed out. He's questioning everything. He needs some advice. And who do you call <laughs> when you're in a pickle? When you're in a foreign country, you're in a bind. You need someone to help reason with you. Who do you call? A guy with a huge tattoo of lips. <laughs> I mean, that is the face of a reason right there. Is his, his buddy, John. Listen, I wrote down, John makes great points. Yeah. <laughs> terrible judgment. This young man has terrible judgment. Maybe it's like a John Hickey and he loved it so much that he went to the tattoo salon and mm, I like the backstory. I appreciate the Maybe backstory. Maybe f- first time he hooked up with his fiance. Oh. Never she forget. gave him this giant hickey and he was like, you know what? I'm going to marry this girl one day. Let's make it per demand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was my upstate New York accent. Very good. So <laughs> he calls his buddy John, tells him, you know, Jimena's been asking for some space recently. He's getting kicked out of bed so Juan David and Harold Steven can sleep there. And take selfies. Take selfies all night. We don't have one picture together. You know that? You know that, John? <laughs> Amen and I don't have one picture together, but Amena's up at all hours of the night taking selfies with Juan David and Harold Steven. I get it. Their names are cool, but I can add a second. I could be I could be Mike Steven. I'm sure he has a middle name. I could be Mike Steven. I could be <laughs> I don't know. Mike Christopher, Mike Rogers. I could be you know, if, it, if that's what it takes, but okay. Well, John calls BS. Which is very appropriate Mm -hmm. because how do you want space if you are in a long distance relationship? Because all you have is space. That's it. That's That's it. That's it. And John makes another good point when he says, who is benefiting from everything you're doing, Mike? Are you? Is your bank account? Is your work benefiting? No. The only person benefiting from what you're doing a.k.a. traveling, sending money, spending money. The only person benefiting is Jimena. Absolutely. And John says her true colors are coming out, and it doesn't look to me like she wants to be in a relationship. It looks to me like she wants to get out of her current situation. Again, great points. A lot of good points. I think John is the guy you call. Yeah. I mean, anyone could have told Mike this. I mean, but absolutely, but... I think the shit on the bottom of Mike's shoe could have told him. (laughs) 
this. I forgot about it. He's so unlucky. Like yeah. The opposite of the shit on your shoe. Yeah, it's bad luck. But John says, dude, pack your bags and leave. Like, that's the best thing you can do. But Mikey wants to try one more uh, thing. One He's more chance. asking John if his fiance, who speaks Spanish, could translate. Yes, Nelsie. Is this a great idea? Because she already takes sides. Nelsie does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think translator, especially for a situation like this, when they disagree over something, should be a like a Switzerland person. Yeah. This, I don't know if this is the most well thought out idea that I've ever had, but I don't know how I feel about translators getting involved in relationships at any point, whether it's, we'll talk about Hamza in Memphis or here with Nelsie, because you need to be able to communicate the two of you. Well, if you don't speak the same language, well, that's the, that's then, the main issue. Then your relationship's not going to work. You're going to call Nelsie every time you get into a fight. Why? Make sure you just look at John and Nelsie, right? John found a cool chick who's beautiful in America. They're engaged. She probably is not with him for money. Mike, you can do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, no. Mike still wants to make this work. He's still hopeful that it can happen. Yeah. Well, John goes, I know you're trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But the only light at the end of the tunnel you need to see is the plane door at the end of the plane tunnel. It's like, what, is, what the fucking metaphor is this? Get that tattooed on your neck, John. What a metaphor. I was like, oh, I see where he's going with it. I don't think he's ever been on a plane. It's a long walk for a bologna sandwich. Yeah. I mean, that is, there's a light, sort of. There's light on the jet bridge, but there's also light in the... I mean, the it's, it's on the on the aisle. It's the emergency light no, that no, shows no. you the exit. No, he's talking about from the jet bridge oh. onto the plane. I think that's his idea of a oh. tunnel, is seeing the light. Yeah, John's <laughs> metaphors are too heavy for you. I mean, you have you. to fly at night. No, there's always light. There it is? Yeah. You see, I don't pay attention. <laughs> so, New Day. Mike and Jimena are at a restaurant because... Wanted some privacy. So we're going to go to a restaurant that is packed with people to have this conversation. Okay. Mike goes, I want some privacy. So we left the house and we're at this restaurant. I'm going to talk to Jimena about a few things. Like instead of just putting Juan David and Harold Steven in a, in a separate bedroom and having a conversation, you go to a restaurant. Or have one of the 59 people who live in that house Watch who wants to, who, take, yeah, take who him for a lap. David and Harold Steven, they can lock themselves in the room. Take them for a lap around the block. But for some <laughs> reason, they go to a very crowded restaurant. And this is where Mike calls Nelsie. And Jimena's kind of getting a little bashful about it. She doesn't really want to do this. Which I understand because she said, I don't want to talk about my problems with Mike's friends. Yeah, you're having a serious argument with what could be your fiance, you want to have a talk with a complete stranger about this? But that's the thing. You you should use a complete stranger who doesn't take sides. Nelsie is not a complete stranger Good to point. Mike. She's his friend, right? Good point. So she already doesn't like Jimena because she thinks Jimena's using Mike. Yeah. So how is this going to work, right? And you can see during this whole interaction that Nelsie does take Mike's side. 
Oh, completely. Yeah. So they should have used a normal translator who doesn't know them so they can actually communicate. Yeah. Neutral, neutral communicate for sure. So Amena starts saying, you know, I've told him I love him. I tell him I love him. For me, that's a big word. If I'm not in love with him, though, then how can I say it? And here, so this is what I said earlier. When they were in the bed, she said, I don't love you and I'm not in love with you. Now, she does love him, but she's not in love with him. Yeah, I think she loves him for the materialistic things he provides. The in love, that becomes an emotional thing. I don't think love for her is an emotional thing. I think it's a practical thing. Oh, I love what you do for me. Whereas in love is an emotional thing. It's a personal thing. And that she does not feel. Yeah. So Nelsie's like, well, the thing that bothers me is how things were different before you met him. Once you met him, everything changed. And Jimena's like, have you smelled his farts? (laughs) Have you seen how he acts? When I lay down asleep, he's staring at me like a weird bug. How can I sleep while he's staring at me like a weird bug? I have to literally go into a separate room so I can sleep. Oh, and that's creepy. I sometimes do too. I stare at you for fun. I guess in your face. You don't like that. And you know, I'm joking. When I'm sleeping? When you're falling asleep and I get in your face for fun, you're like, ugh. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either, but I'm saying like I sometimes get so close and I do bug eyes on you. Oh, is that what she meant? Oh, like bug eyes? Well, I don't think he does. I I literally think I'm saying she meant like the cockroaches she has in her apartment. Like that's just a (laughs) bigger cockroach. All I'm saying is All I'm saying is that I do it to you for fun as a joke because I know you hate it. Right? I'm sure that Mike just stares at her in a creepy way. Communication. Folks, like I would tell you, hey, stop doing that. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> you always do. <laughs> if Jimena is like, hey, stop doing that. Mike needs to stop doing that. If he's not doing that, then that's ridiculous. But Mike's like, all right, Nelsie, tell me. What did she say? What did she say? Nelsie's like, I don't know if you want to hear this. Like, oh, this is not good for you, Mike. Nelsie says, well, she was saying when she sleeps, she feels like someone's staring at her. And Mike's like, oh, tell her I'm just admiring her. I'm not being a creep. Well, that's kind of creepy, Mike. Yeah, he admits to doing it. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a little, maybe one night, the first night you lie together, you want to look at her and tell her, oh, you're so beautiful. Yeah, but I, I, can, it's a picture, thing. I can picture him falling asleep and Mike just being <laughs> above her, just like staring. He's probably just trying to see if she's fallen asleep yet because as soon as she passes out, <laughs> he's like, I really got to rip one, but <sighs> she might, if she's awake, she's going to kill me. If she sleep. Okay, that's probably all he's doing. So Nelsie's like, okay, what do you like about Mike, Jimena? And she goes, well, the time we spent together before was different. But now he likes to burp. He's slobbish. He's piggish. (laughs) So instead of saying what she likes about Mike, she says things she doesn't like. Because I don't think there is... Anything she likes besides the fact that he pays for everything. Yeah, and she can't yeah. say that. Not well, Nels. not yet. No. So Nelsie's telling Mike, you know, she's not happy to be near you. Um, personally, I wouldn't be with someone like that. Oh, Nelsie literally said, she's disgusted by you. Ouch, yeah. Nelsie. Have you ever heard about sugar coating? Yeah. She's heard about sugar daddies. <laughs> well, Amanda has. Um, then it gets worse. 
because Nelsie asks Amena if she feels bad that she's taken so much money from him. And Amena goes, no, because I don't work and I have kids. <laughs> but uh-huh. tell me if you knew this, because I don't think I did. Apparently, she did have a job, but she stopped working when she started dating Mike because he started paying for everything. I didn't know that. Me neither. But come on, Teresa. If Mike would just pay for her breasts, she could work as a model and then she'd provide for everyone. Yeah, but why would you just stop making money if you did make money before? Why wouldn't you keep making your money and gather like pocket money from Mike? <laughs> right? I mean, she could have she could have had more money. She is doing fine now, as we can all see. She's got a two bedroom place or more, nice TV, kitchen, good setup. Well, if she doesn't have to work for that, why would she? That's a good point. So, okay, Nelsie's like, I hope you stop paying for her stuff. She's literally disgusted by you. She's not there for the right reasons. And Mike just says, Okay, I'll probably see when the next flight out is. I'll go. I'll go find out about that light at the end of the plane tunnel. That John's mm-hmm. talking about. So the call ends. Mike goes, I'm going to give you the space you want. I just hope we can still talk and be friends. And I was expecting him to be like, okay, you know, great. Thanks for everything. But she goes like, wait, 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 wait. Are you ending things with me? Yeah. Because I think she realized that that would mean bye-bye apartment, mm-hmm. bye-bye TV, bye-bye Bills being paid. Mm-hmm. Bye bye everything. Yeah, it's not. Is just, she ready for it? Yeah, it's not. It's not bye bye Mike. It's bye mm-hmm. bye money. Yeah. And that's when it ends. So yeah. I think there is more to come. I almost feel like Mike's going to give her yet another chance. Yeah, because we're still missing the scene that's been teased. Yes, the classic the, Paul move. The entire season. Yeah, the, the Paul runaway. <laughs> That we've seen BTs mm-hmm. over and over again. We still need that. So Yeah. I almost th- thought that, okay, you know, he's going to be in Colombia this whole time. It's going to be great. But at the end, as he about to propose, she tells him that she is not in love with him. Because that's the tease. Yeah. She says, I don't love... I, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And, and I waddles off. This yeah. whole time, I thought that's the plot. No, she's been telling him that she doesn't love him, that she's not in love with him. And he won't leave. Yeah, and he won't leave. <laughs> Maybe next episode. We'll see. All right, last couple. Hamza and Memphis. Okay, so they're at the apartment. It's been a few days since that fight. And even though things got better after Memphis explained why she spent the time with her ex, she didn't pass her exam, everything got better. But now things are back to being awkward. And... Hamza grew a pair because he's like, you like problems, mm-hmm. which is true. Oh, she yeah. She does like problems. It didn't take him long to figure mm-hmm. out that she likes to fight. She likes to raise her voice. She likes creating problems. And they're going to go see a translator because the baby talk just ain't doing it for Hamza anymore. They want to have real <laughs> conversation. They know they need a translator. They're meeting Hamadi, the um, translator. Hamadi. Hamadi. The translator, who is so happy to be there. He's got the <laughs> biggest smile. He can't believe he got the call. He's like, Adam, the translator, was booked? Uh-huh. Ha- Hamadi? Well, that Come- was a different country. I don't know. This is my favorite translator. So. Adam, yes, we all love Adam, but I'm sure Hamadi was watching this season. He's like, yes, do I have a chance to become the new translator? Hamadi getting called in off the bench? 
Yeah, so happy, biggest smile. And the first thing Hamza wants to talk about is Memphis's ex and what happened during the time she was staying at his house. Yeah, because he doesn't understand the situation. He's an Eastern man. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's his culture that he says is the reason. Mm-hmm. And he's worried maybe we're going to get into a fight in our relationship, as all couples do. They get into fights. What if she runs back to her ex mm-hmm. and spends another night over there? I get his point. But at the same time, we said it before. What Memphis did was responsible because if she was so messed up that she couldn't leave the bed, she has kids. Who would take care of the kids? Right. right. And in the same time, as Memphis always says, they will communicate whether they're going to be friends or hate each other. They will communicate because they do share a kid. Yeah. And he's not going anywhere. A bigger red flag would be if Memphis stopped communicating with mm-hmm. her ex and kept her children away mm-hmm. from their father. The fact that they can co-parent mm-hmm. and they can have somewhat of a civilized relationship, that's a plus. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Sure, you could be scared. Oh, especially we live in different countries. Can't really keep tabs mm-hmm. on her. I'm not going to ask for evidence and report every time she <laughs> leaves I mean, the house. he may after he watches it. He's he like, oh, this is, this is how it's done in the Western world. Yeah, but it would, it would to me, be more of a red flag if she couldn't co-parent. So Absolutely. They, they address that. And Memphis says, no, I won't go to my exes, period. That's it. End of sentence. And Hobbs is like, well, you guys are still talking. And this is where Memphis is like, yeah, we, we're co-parenting our children. Well, what do you expect? And she raises her voice and she gets passionate about it as I can imagine I would if mm-hmm. this was a reoccurring conversation and I make a great point of, hey, I talk to my children's father because we co-parent. You mm-hmm. can't understand that. And Hamza is like, stop yelling. I don't like the yelling. And Memphis says, I know I get heated. I know I yell. I need to work on that. And she says, I have a lot riding on you coming to America. I'm doing a lot for us to be together. I'm going against friends and family who don't believe in you or think you're a good person. But I'm marrying you because I love you and you love me. Mm, she should have worded it differently. <laughs> like, why? Like, no one has a reason to believe that he is not a good person. Could they believe that he... Is using her? Yeah. Yes. Well, I guess you're not a good person if you're using someone. Yeah, but to say, oh, my friends don't think you're a good person. No, like you need to explain yourself. Why? Why do they think that? They don't know him. Especially now that you have a translator. Now is the Mm -hmm. time to actually say everything you've ever wanted Mm -hmm. to say. But she still talks very slowly. Very like she's talking to a child. Dude, do you have a translator? Well, some people, that's their cadence. Not everyone speaks Ugh. fast. I know Ugh. I can. I, 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 there's only 24 hours in a day. You got to pick it up a little bit. Exactly. But. I wish I could slow down when I speak. And I, you should I've try. Been, no, I've been trying. <laughs> be a four hour podcast. I've been trying for the podcast. Mm. I was just going to say, I think I do speak slower when we podcast because. I think it's easier to articulate. For sure. Right? But I have my moments when I'm just like talking like very fast because I'm going to get my thought out, right? Oh, wow. But like oh, no one wants to listen oh. to that. <laughs> Depends what you're saying. So Memphis is like, listen, I'm marrying you because I love you. You love me. And she starts crying. And the translator is like, 
Look at her. Look at <laughs> look at those tears. <laughs> Couldn't explain it any better than that. She's like, I'm still getting paid though, right? Even though I don't have to translate. Do you want me to translate these tears? I don't really know how to do that, but look at it. So, but it worked. So get in. It worked. Yeah, Hamza gets up, kisses her, comforts her. It was really nice. He's like, you're you're a part of me. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, the tears worked. That sealed the deal for Hamza. It sealed the deal. Things seem to be better. Everyone is happy. So we have this next day. They're heading to some ruins, a romantic place, a historical place. Hamam Zriba. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and Hamza's got a little surprise up his mm -hmm. sleeve. Because after the translator, he feels better about the relationship. Mm -hmm. Again, all these people have one good day. Exactly. And I was then just going to say that. They're ready to lock it down for the rest of their life. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Let me just say before we move on, this place looked wild. Beautiful. So it was a city built into the mountains. Mm -hmm. It's ancient city built into the mountains. And wild. Animals. Uh-huh. All the animals. Chickens, goats, stray dogs. Wild, no, no, no pun intended. Wild. Yeah, like wild. Like wild animals. I didn't say feral. This place was feral. <laughs> we should start using that instead of wild. Like, what's wilder than wild? Feral. <laughs> Yo, that party was feral last night. Right? Imagine, like, I say wild a lot, even, like, at work. Yeah. And, like, some people like it. And some people, I hear people using it, too. I don't know if they would like if I said feral. All right. <laughs> 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 like read the definition of feral. Oh, um, because I know you're looking it up. Feral dog. I can get a definition of a feral dog. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> a dog that has not had any interaction with humans for the majority of its life. It's sad, especially <laughs> during the critical puppy development phases. Um, that's really sad. That's very sad. Just Google feral definition. No, feral meaning. Find feral. In a wild state, especially after escape from captivity or domestication. Yeah, it still works. <laughs> still works. I'm using it. I'm starting it here. Feral. I'll start it Will with you. Will Feral. Mm. He's is wild. Is this how to spell it? No, nah, it's different spelling, but he's wild. He sure is. Yeah, okay. Guys, our podcast is feral. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they're, they're at these ruins. Hamza kind of... Hamza kind of scatters off. He's like, hold on, baby. Wait here. Don't let any feral dogs attack. But I got to go do something. He returns looking like a waiter at a seaside restaurant. Dressed he in, cleaned up nice, I guess. Dressed in all white. I guess that's what was in the plastic bag that he was getting. <laughs> like, bring a backpack, dude. Yeah, bring a backpack. Bring like a suit hanger. Uh -huh. but yeah. Dressed up all whites to continue their hike. And they get to the top of this mountain. Hamza starts talking. He apologizes for making Memphis sad. He says, I'm happy now. And he gets down on one knee. And we know what happens when you get down on one knee. You are not tying your shoe. Yeah, you are if you're Jim at oh, the yeah. office. <laughs> That's very true. But he gets down on one knee and he does what Memphis has been waiting for. Baby, you are my happiness. You want marry me? And Memphis <laughs> goes, do I? 
I don't know. Do I? Do you trust me about everything? And Hamza says, yes. And Memphis and goes, so, okay. Yeah, Memphis says yes. And Hamza whips out the ring. And Memphis is like, ooh, it's blinging. blinging. I will marry you. <laughs> yeah. All right, girlfriend. A plus for the proposal, Hamza. F minus for decision making. Like, wait at least uh, two days after your big fight to -hmm. propose. You're doing it like a day after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if they were smart, and I'm talking about Memphis, this trip just should have been about getting to know each other, maybe getting engaged, right? Possibly at the end, the last day. But getting married too? Mm. I'm curious to see if they will. I mean, we're on track for the three weeks, mm-hmm. right? I think we're oh, yeah. we're on oh, track, yeah. so we'll we'll see. That's the end of the episode. We mm-hmm. had no Ella and well, John. Did you see the awkward hug? Oh, like no. once they like she said yes, yes, yes. It's blinking. They hugged, but so awkwardly. I didn't see it. It was just like like they kind of like patted each other's oh, backs, and I was like, awkward. wait a minute, this is not how you hug your loved ones. Have we really seen them get that intimate? No. Like we've heard them talk about the bad yeah. sex, but we've never like seen. I, I get it. It's the culture. They don't, they can only show affection, right? right. But they're on the top of the mountain, right. surrounding by feral animals, yeah. right? They can hug it out. Not even make out. They can give each other a nice hug. Sure. And it was so awkward. Oh, I kind of missed it, I think. Anyway. It was just like, me. Speaking of sex. Ella and Johnny. Apparently, oh my gosh. the preview for next week, apparently Ella was just too horned She's up. Like, she could not so, wait. So, um, I was a little lonely, and so I invited a friend over, and, and we, we, we cuddled a little, and then we had sex. Oh what God. kind of a friend is that, Ella? It's <laughs> more than a friend. <laughs> well, we'll see next time. We'll see. We gotta wait for that, but until then, that was an episode. What an episode. Classic, classic, awesome episode. Hope you guys enjoyed watching and listening and all that. Make sure you guys are following the podcast on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. So easy to do. Look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as this episode. Because so hot. It was hot. So hot. Also, thank you guys again for the reviews. Thank you so much. Fangirl, fangirl, 47. What a beautiful, beautiful review. Thank you, thank you. If you guys have not left one, be like fangirl, 47. Fangirl, fangirl. Or be like fanboy or fan they. Be be the fan you want to (laughs) be. Leave a review if you can. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I have said it all. Have you said it all? I've said it all. All right. That means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.